1: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Tuesday, July 28th. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. Running solo again today. Chris is holed up somewhere. In the great Smoky Mountains. Hopefully he is enjoying a little relaxation. He'll be fully prepped when he comes back. I can't wait for that. Of course, lots to discuss today. Massive number of topics. Of course, we've got all the NFL opting out. We've got uh, the Marlins season being paused. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Royals. Habib Gaethje officially announced. UFOs and a new college football start date. Plenty to discuss Of course, let's go through the rundown of what you need to do first. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms are over there. If you are watching the show live, you are watching on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Make sure that you hit the little like button. Make sure that you are subscribed at whichever one of those you're watching on. And share the show out. Tell your friends about it. Let them know. Go ahead and hit the retweet button. Hit the share button hit the uh, the big thumbs up, the like, whatever it is. That helps us out a ton. We would appreciate you knocking that out. So, with that said, the next order of business would be to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you missed the live show, that's okay because I always get it posted immediately after the show is finished. So, every Monday through Friday, we knock this thing out. Now, the schedule will change once we get into August. but uh, But, yeah, for now, Monday through Friday go ahead and knock this thing out. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and that you leave a nice five-star review written. That would help us out. That would certainly help us out. You guys are jumping in, of course, on the screen right there. If you're watching live, you will see a chat box in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Whichever platform you're on, if you chat from it, it will populate into that box. All of them come in from the same spot. So if you're talking from Twitch, you can talk to somebody from YouTube on there. If you're on Facebook, you can talk to somebody from Periscope on there. You'll be able to see which platform they're on, etc. So, make sure that you jump in the comments and let us know what you're thinking. You can help drive the show. So, with that said, let's go ahead and dive into topic number one here. The NFL players have started to opt out of the 2020 season. And there's a lot of them. The biggest... The biggest uh, uh, group that we are seeing an issue with, maybe not an issue, but either way, the New England Patriots have six players that have opted out. And obviously, you've got Cole Wick with the Saints. you got Marquise Goodwin with the Philadelphia Eagles. Michael Fritz jumps in on Twitch. He said, what's up, Gary? What is up, Michael? How are you? Here's Yeah, we're a little early today, by the way. Had to get this thing knocked out. Got some uh, family duties I got to handle later, but either way, the Seattle Seahawks, Chance Wormack is opting out. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, Anthony McKinney, offensive lineman. Washington, Caleb Brantley, defensive lineman, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We, we got a ton of guys, right? Just a ton of guys that are starting to opt out, and, and you can understand it. The majority of these, honestly, I think it's all of them, have either existing medical conditions, or they have family members that have that. So... You know, it is what it is, but the only one that has had a massive number of players is the New England Patriots. So we're going to focus on that today. Obviously, Chris not here. He is our Patriot guy. Uh, Michael said, tank for Lawrence. Pats are still the smartest team in the league. That's the, the question, right? So it's uh, Danny Vitali, Najee Torin, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Bolden, Dante Hightower, and safety Patrick Chung. So their defense took a pretty good hit. Uh, Their offensive line took a pretty good hit. You know, those kind of things happen. But the question here is, is this a Belichick thing? Or is this just a lot of players that don't think that they're going to be any good this year? That's that's the question, right? So you've got Cam Newton that comes in, cheap contract. You're hopeful that he's going to overplay that. For me, I look at it the same way as a lot of these GMs. Is it possible that Belichick could be tanking this season? Maybe. Possibly. That seems like it is so far out of the realm of possibility for Bill Belichick. But if he really is the smartest guy in the room, who knows? Michael said it's a fun conspiracy theory, but it does sound like a few of them have legit reasons to sit out. All of them have legit reasons to sit out. All of them can come up with different things. I mean, anybody could come up with any kind of a reason. I can come up with, you know, my grandparents are in their 80s. You know, you don't want to take the risk. You've already made a lot of money. I'll sit this one out, right? You can say that. You can come up with anything. But in this situation, six different guys from the same team all coming out within a very short time period, saying that they're going to come out and, and they're opting out of this season. It does seem a little fishy, a little weird. So that's, that's where I'm coming from on it. Um, there was a, a GM, an anonymous GM that told Adam Schefter that a, he believes that Bill masterminded this. And Schefter asked him, why would he do it? Like, what, what do you think the end game is? And the GM said, I have no idea. But that's what makes him him. That's what makes Bill Belichick different from everybody else. So whatever he is cooking up here, I am intrigued. And I think that's what makes a really good head coach, a really good GM, right? Is a guy that is so far ahead of the game that you don't exactly know what he's doing or what his reasoning for that might be. So we understand the tanking method, right? We understand how the draft goes, etc. Except he's never really cared about high draft picks. So if he's tanking for Trevor Lawrence or whatever, he's never really cared about that. Tom Brady wasn't the top draft pick. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Michael said, I don't trust the Pats one bit, though. I wouldn't put it past Bill. I wouldn't either. I'm I'm very confused on what might be happening here. If the players really think that they are not going to compete for a Super Bowl this year, and they want to sit out and be careful, okay, I, I guess I get it but then why don't you have anybody from the Dolphins sitting out? Why don't you have anybody from the Jaguars sitting out yet? And obviously, you will eventually, but we'll see what happens. Damien said, what's up? Nice to see you in here, Damien. Tommy Jarvis jumps in on Facebook, said, off-subject, who you got, Roy Jones or Tyson? I, you know I'm going to take Tyson. Roy Jones was awful. Awful his last however many times out. Um, now, that's not to say that Mike Tyson wasn't, but, I mean, I'm going to be pulling for Mike Tyson. He's, uh, he's a more familiar face. Uh, I think he's more fun. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be pulling for Tyson. That's the way it goes. That is the way it goes. Let's move into Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has suspended, or not suspended, I don't guess, but they've paused the season for the Miami Marlins. And we'll walk through this really quickly. They have shifted the schedule. And basically, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of it. The Marlins will not be playing before Monday. So, we got a whole week before they'll be playing. And more than likely, when they come back, it's going to be secondary guys, minor leaguers that are called up, etc. They've got a 30-man roster they can pull from. They've already had 15 players test positive and two managers. So, they're going to be pulling up a lot of people. They're going to be calling all kinds of people to come in here. Um, but the way it works, Marlins not playing before Monday. The Phillies don't get to play until Friday. They're the ones that just played the Marlins over the weekend. The Yankees at the Orioles is happening Wednesday and Thursday. So, the Orioles, who were supposed to play in Miami yesterday, are now going to be playing the Yankees. The Orioles, uh, sorry, the Yankees, who were supposed to play the Phillies, they are going to be playing in Baltimore. The Nationals are off this weekend because the Marlins were supposed to be their opponent this coming weekend. So, you have affected a ton of teams there, right? The schedule has to be shifted and whatnot, Major League Baseball, let's talk about this before we discuss the implications of this across the sporting landscape. Ben jumps in and said, Poor Marlins, nothing good has happened for them since they changed their name. Uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, They were still the Florida Marlins last time they won a World Series. Damien said, White Sox players got COVID right now. Uh, (laughs) I don't think that's right, but maybe I missed it. Uh, But I will do a search right quick just to see. But, yeah, yeah. Of course, I don't, is there, yeah, there's a game going on. They're down one to, they're down four to one against the Indians. That's what he's talking about. Ben said, not to say they didn't deserve most of it. Yeah, the the Marlins situation, they've won two World Series. They, they've had some some issues because it's a small market, it's not a small market team, but it's a small ownership group that basically, as soon as they win a World Series, they tear it back down and they try to build it back up again. So for them, it's kind of a game. And I understand that. I mean, I totally get what they're doing because they don't want to just put a whole bunch of money into this thing over and over and over again. If you can build it up and win on a budget, that's fairly impressive. What they've done is fairly impressive. Let's uh, let's get back to talking about this, though. Major League Baseball, they have discussed exactly what happened here. This is not an overwhelming thing that is happening to the sport. They are not going to shut down. They had a plan for this. You had to expect it to happen at some point. Now, it sucks that it happened the first weekend, right? That's what you hate to see, but they're not shutting down the season. They have had 6,400 tests conducted since Friday, July 24th, so just a few days ago. Of those, zero new positives of on-field personnel or any of the other other 29 clubs. That outcome is in line with encouraging overall data since the June 27th start of testing through last Thursday, July 23rd. There were only 99 positives out of 32,640 samples. 0.3% had been positive. That is a pretty good metric. That means that they have been doing things right. So Michael said the Marlins should follow the Raiders just head to Vegas. I, I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Uh, ben said it seems like they had a, a half-decent team this year, too. I mean, they started out 2-1. and one. You know, they whipped up on the Phillies. They, they put up 12 runs at one point. I mean, my goodness. So, yeah, I don't think the Marlins were awful. Um, but this is definitely going to put a damper on things. So, they're not going to get to play again until Monday. Now, the other side of this, other than the fact that, you know, aside from the Marlins, nobody else has tested positive. Aside from that, you got to look at this. And think, how awesome is it that they have the flexibility to change the schedule around just like that? I mean, just as quick as you can do it. They decided today that the Yankees are going to go to Baltimore now. So the Yankees are not playing the Phillies. And Baltimore is not playing the um, uh, the Marlins. So from that, you just toss up the Yankees and the Orioles. And then you'll change up the schedule later on in the season, and go from there. Michael said, quick question, if they're pulling guys up from their farm system, why can't they just play games as scheduled? There's a—from what I understand, it takes a little bit of time to get the guys in because, remember, the farm system is not playing right now, so you have to give these guys time to warm up, time to uh, get their bodies a little bit acclimated. Now, they've been working out, etc., but they're not in a position to be able to fly in, especially with travel restrictions and whatever. They, they can't necessarily fly in immediately. So it takes a little bit of time to get that thing rolling, but you're not going to see, like, it's a, it's a mandatory 14-day quarantine once you test positive. So these guys, now the other question is this. What in the world is going on with the Marlins being able to just have a, a team meeting through a group chat and decide that they're going to play even though they had four positives to start with? I mean, in what world is that Okay. Why would they let those guys play? Or why would they let anybody play, for that matter? I mean, it just seemed incredibly irresponsible to me. Damien said six White Sox players got COVID. It was reported today. I did not see that. I was reading from Major League Baseball's press release from like an hour and a half ago. Um, And that's a little strange that... Let's see. Renteria returns to manage White Sox after COVID-19 scare. Let's see. Nope. Nope, nope. Test negative. Test negative. White Sox announced two players test positive for COVID-19, and that was on Sunday. Okay, so this was uh, this was after Friday that the MLB had, had done their numbers. So, the White Sox have two players, and that's it. Either way, baseball will continue. Sports will go on. Life will go on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> ben said, by the way, bad move betting against the A's yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. A's against Rockies today. Let's go Rockies. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. I've uh I've got money on the twins today. So we'll we'll see what they end up doing. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But uh but yes, with this whole thing, college football and the NFL need to pay attention to how easy the flexibility is in their scheduling. Um and Damian said, My bad. I thought it was six. Hey, it's all good, man. These numbers are crazy. There's just numbers everywhere right now. Uh, For those that are not analytical or that don't like analytics, (laughs) Chris, uh, this is a bad time. (laughs) This is a bad time because everybody's throwing numbers around. Nobody knows what any of them means. You know, it's a little bit crazy. But the NFL and college football need to pay attention to the ease of scheduling that Major League Baseball has shown by being able to switch up their schedule however they want to. That's what you're going to have to do in college football. That's why conference-only is so important in college football. You don't have to mess with another conference. You don't have to mess with anything. If you have a guy that ends up COVID-positive or you've got 15 guys and you can't play that weekend, well, then the other team can go play somebody else and whoever else can play. You can rearrange it the way that you want to to get in all the games, and it doesn't have to be set. That's the best part about it. So... Same thing with the NFL. The NFL can do this very easily. And if college football goes conference only, they can do it very easily. That's the only way that I see us being able to get in a full season is if we are not stuck to certain times on the calendar, right? Uh, Michael said, since the Marlins caused this by being irresponsible and not following rules, shouldn't they just have to forfeit? Why punish other teams with makeup games? Uh, Damien said, I wonder if those Marlin players were with Lou getting food at the Sherp Club in Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it's it's totally possible. Nuclear skull said phase two lockdown coming September 2020 and planned as far back as last year. I have the WHO document stating as much. It's called Method of the Revelation. Ah, eh, I mean we'll see. You uh you want to toss a link up here? will uh I'm sure some some of the guys will click on it and whatnot, and I'll I'll go check it out later. But I think we're gonna have college football. I think we're gonna have the NFL, we're gonna have NBA coming back this weekend. Obviously, Chris and I will talk about it on Friday. Um, we got or really on Thursday, we got games on Thursday night. I think we are going to have all of this stuff come through and, and we'll survive. We'll get through it. Major league baseball has shown, Hey, you got to be flexible. You got to get through this, uh, to answer Michael's question about making them forfeit. It, you're, you're hoping that it doesn't come down to having to forfeit games, right? Because you're still in the playoff race you don't have to adhere to 60 games. If you got some guys that get 55 games, if you got some teams that get 59, 54, 57, whatever, just do it by winning percentage and then go from there. You know, that's what we're looking for. You're getting eight teams in the playoff from from each side anyway. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And if you think they were really trying to get COVID, if they were trying to give it to somebody else or whatever, I mean, that's just asinine. That's, that's just not real life. So, uh, with that said... Write down my time here. Patrick Mahomes has bought a stake in the Kansas City Royals. Now, this is really interesting to me. I have not heard of, or at least I don't remember, an active NFL player being an owner of another major league franchise. That just, I one, I don't know of any that would have had the money to be able to do it, um, but this is, this is crazy. I mean, remember, Patrick Mahomes also played baseball. His dad was a reliever for years and years in MLB. Uh, Mahomes was actually drafted by the Detroit Tigers back in 2014 and instead chose to play football. And now the kid has made so much money playing football, he hadn't made it yet. But he's, the contract guaranteed $450 million or whatever and it, with incentives up to $503 million. But a lot of money. Now, I'm sure that this is a small stake in the team, but still, how smart is this to buy your way into an ownership group of a major league baseball organization where the the asking price for these teams continues to go up over and over and over again? I, this is genius. Uh, Michael said, I don't think they did it to spread it. Maybe just thought they'd risk it and not get anyone else sick, which is highly irresponsible. Agreed. But that's part of the wonderfulness of this plan is... Everybody is flexible. Everything can move around. And these guys have a chance to learn from their mistakes. Right? And so, with that said, off the Marlins, back to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm sure that this is a small stake. But this entrenches him even more into the fabric of that city. He calls it home. He apparently loves Kansas City. He's already a folk hero there. They are they're never going to love another quarterback the way that they love Patrick Mahomes right now. He finally brought them a Super Bowl They finally got one for Andy Reid. He is an absolute hero in the NFL, and he's going to be around for the next 12 years. They've got him locked up for 12 years. That is a long time. And now, even more than that, uh, so long as this ownership group doesn't sell out of it, he's going to be a part of the Royals for the foreseeable future. That's pretty awesome. So, he's got a home there. I, uh, I like this move. I don't think that he is going to be making any kind of decisions as far as how to operate the franchise, anything like that. I think it's a smart move. Incredibly smart move because I don't think he's going to have to worry with it. He bought into it, and that's it. Uh, Damien said, Mahomes sure is acting like he won the lottery with that contract. Yeah, I don't think that it's nearly the amount of money that you would think it is. Uh, Mahomes should just retire, sit in the owner's box, maybe pitch in a few games. Not yet. He ain't got that big contract yet. He's still in the rookie deal. <laughs> Nuclear Skull said, do not get the vaccine. They pulled the stunt in 1917. and killed 50 million people, same playbook. I'd like to think we're a little more advanced now than we were in 1917. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I'm very curious. Are they going to make people get a vaccine? I mean, yeah, who knows? That's going to be a little iffy for me. But either way, off of that, now on to topic number four of the day. Habib and Justin Gaethje has been announced for October 24th. It is at UFC 255. Dana White did not provide a location for this. You have to imagine it will be Fight Island, unless things are open back up by October 24th, and I just don't envision that happening. I don't think anywhere. Uh, Michael said, "As a Broncos fan, Mahomes retiring sounded so much better." Yeah, I can understand it. <laughs> like you want him out of the division as quickly as possible. Um, so, with Habib and Gaethje, there are a ton of questions around this. There's no location. You got to imagine Fight Island. I don't think anywhere is going to be open for you to be able to have fans by October 24th, so, we'll see. Um, Ben said, okay, Russia bot. Yeah, we, we might have some of those in, and that's all right. Um, of course, hey, if anybody wants to toss out an idea on here, we're game to listen. We are game to listen. Uh, So, this UFC 255 deal, there's a ton of questions surrounding it. One, this is Habib's first fight back since his father passed away back at the beginning of July, right? That is a a big thing. This fight was supposed to happen in, initially, July. And then Nurmagomedov's father passed away, or was, was sick. And then he passes away, and... They couldn't do it in July. They couldn't do it in September. And now they've agreed to October. And I think October is a good time for it. I I think, you know, we're going to be starved for a big time UFC fight by then. I don't think. uh, (laughs) My wife is in the chat. I see. Um, (laughs) I, uh, Ben said, uh, or Michael said, Ben, how many runs you give me on the game tonight? Hey, you guys with your Rockies and, and A's mess. Good gracious. Let me talk about UFC for just a minute. I know a lot of y'all don't care. I care. I love this stuff. Here's my first question. Does Conor McGregor get the next guy? That's what I want to know. He's retired, or he says he is. If you give him a chance at the belt again, does he come back? I think that's the biggest fight you could possibly have. If you have Conor against Gaethje, I think that's a massive fight. If you have Conor against uh, McGregor, not Conor against McGregor, Good y'all are killing me here. Um... No ma'am jumps in and said, NFL opt out of what? Uh, NFL players are opting out of the 2020 season. You can go back and listen to the podcast after this. Michael said, you are looking good, Gary. Yeah, my wife jumped in and said, I'm looking fine. Appreciate that, of course. Of course. Conor McGregor, I think, should be the next fight for whoever wins this because it is a massive, massive money deal. That's what I think. Uh, Michael said, you're a nine. That A on your chest is holding you back. I think I think the A adds to it, but either way, so McGregor I think should be next for either one. I don't think Habib wants to fight McGregor again. Dana said in a recent interview that if if Habib wants to fight GSP and GSP is up for it and that is his last fight, then he's up for it. He thinks that he will allow that to go down, and I think it would be massive, but it would not be anything near the Conor McGregor. Habib rematch. It wouldn't even be close. GSP has been out for so long, there is absolutely no way that it would it would have any kind of hype compared to a Conor McGregor and Habib matchup. Just wouldn't make sense. I actually think McGregor and Justin Gaethje would be bigger than that fight. Now, as far as legendary for the old school fans, absolutely, they want to see Habib against GSP. But at this point in the game, it's not really a fair fight. GSP has been retired for a long, long time. He came back for one fight, he won a belt, and then he gave the belt back up. I I just, I don't see it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's just kind of ridiculous. So, um, let's jump back into the chat here. Let's see, I have the three-year PFPA averages for every game and week of NFL preseason, crash and burn. It'd be nice to get the games they're actually playing to work up to my plays. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, No ma'am said, oh, yeah, I heard the Patriots linebackers, one of those who opted out. Yeah, that'd be Dante Hightower. Um, There you go. But, yeah, more more than that. There's six of them. Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, et cetera, et cetera. So, massive ordeal with that. Let's jump off of UFC, because the chat is going bananas today. Let's talk about UFOs. I'm pretty excited about this. And, for whatever reason, nobody else seems to be talking about it. But... Let me go ahead and read through it. According to the New York Times, the Pentagon's UFO unit is set to make some of its uh, findings public, which includes sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid believes that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and the retrieved material should be studied. More importantly, Reid said the government has the parts. After looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports some were uh, substantive and some not, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession, Reid said in an interview with The Times. The report added, Pentagon officials will not discuss the program, which is not classified, but deals with classified matters, yet it appeared last month in a Senate committee report outlining spending on the nation's intelligence agencies for the coming year. The report said the program, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, was to standardize collection and reporting on sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles and was to report at least some of its findings to the public within 180 days after passage of the Intelligence Authorization Act. Um, this is insane. Here's, uh, here's some quotes. Eric W. Davis, an astrophysicist who worked with the Pentagon UFO program, now with the Aerospace Corporation, gave a classified briefing to a Defense Department agency in March about retrievals from, get this, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. What in the world is going on here where this is not a big deal? For years and years, we have been told that UFOs and aliens and whatever are not real, that we don't have to worry with it, whatever. Now, obviously, if you got a working brain and you use any kind of logic at all, you would understand that the idea that we are the only beings in this galaxy in this universe that's just an absurd idea obviously we're here so obviously something else could be here right that would make sense but we've been told forever that aliens don't exist and that ufo's aren't real and that what people are seeing is actually incredibly well explained and you uh, yeah it looks like this but it's really this there are friggin aliens bringing spaceships and UFOs and and non-Earth vehicles made of crap that you can only find in Avengers movies that have been on this planet, and they've got the parts. They've got them. And they're going to release findings to the public, and nobody wants to talk about this? What planet am I on right now? I mean, this is just absurd. So... I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, it says, While retired officials involved with the effort, including Harry Reid, the former Senate Majority Leader, hope the program will seek evidence of vehicles from other worlds, its main focus is on discovering whether another nation, especially any potential adversary, is using breakout aviation technology that could threaten the United States. If anybody has seen Spider-Man, like whatever the first one was in the, uh, in the MCU, if anybody has seen that, where they are using parts of an alien spaceship to make weapons that could destroy things. That's what we're discussing. They're saying that the parts are there, and we're trying to figure out who all has them. This is mind-blowing stuff. Nobody wants to talk about it. I got, I got guys on Twitch going back and forth about a damn Rockies and A's game, and there's friggin' alien weapons and stuff on Earth, and nobody wants <laughs> to talk about it. Michael and Ben, I love you. <laughs> let's go back through, uh let's go back through what's actually happening here on the chat. Uh Michael said, uh, let's see, six players opting out. Damien said Habib versus McGregor two would be fire, especially after the last fight. I can see McGregor winning. I, yeah, absolutely. I think Habib is the best fighter in UFC. I don't think it's close. I think he's better than John Jones. I think whatever. But I mean, that's the thing with a striker. All you need is one punch. Nuclear Skull said, UFOs equal watch beyond majestic. It states that nuclear subs are actually spacecrafts. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, ben said, seven to five A's tonight. Had to think about it. Nuclear Skull said, another good documentary. Unacknowledged with Dr. Greer. Both very eye-opening. I will take that advice. I'll, I'll check that out. No-Mam said, I think it'd be more crazy that we are the only world with uh, with life. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane to think that. It's insane to think that. Uh, ben said, as long as they don't kill us, I'm fine. Damien said, damn it, E.T., that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and now now a little discussion about the Rockies' nays tonight. Uh, Michael said, not sure the Rockies can score five. Ben said, our starter is on and off. I think it'll be off tonight. Will Gomez jumps in on Periscope. Good to see you, Will. Need to confirm if Michael Jackson and that orange guy in office are really aliens. Um, <laughs> You're trying to kill me today. I swear to God. Uh, ben said, Elon Musk is an alien. Um, Michael said, the Rockies could use some alien help. And now we got Jose jumping in, tossing in all of the alien emojis. You gotta love that. Now, finally, let's jump into the last topic of the day, and of course, my favorite topic. This would be college football. Yahoo Sports, obviously, not a fan of the way that they have gone about things, telling everybody that it's doom and gloom and da 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 da. But Pete Thamel, Dan Wetzel, incredibly good reporters. Love listening to their podcast, et cetera. I, I enjoy these guys immensely. Pete reports, NCAA allows college football season to start one week early. Now, the way that it was set up before, you had to request a waiver from the NCAA in order to play in week zero. That would be August 29th, right? Everything else is set for September the 5th. They are now allow. It's just a blanket waiver. Nobody has to request this anymore, Everybody can play on August 29th, and I think that it is a smart idea to go ahead and get everybody started early. Again, going back to the Marlins discussion that we were having about Major League Baseball and their scheduling flexibility, if you start a week earlier, you have more flexibility to go ahead and run your schedule. If if you've got guys that test positive, because everybody will... You can schedule out your season that way. You can work things around. You can set teams out for two weeks so that they can quarantine, and you can get in as many games as humanly possible because the way that the schedule is initially constructed is not going to work. Now, I'm still a fan of the conference only. Um, Michael said, does this just give CFB more flexibility? Yes, it does. Uh, Oklahoma has already jumped on this. They have scheduled Missouri State for August 29th. Kansas has scheduled Southeast Illinois, or Southern Illinois, or whichever the FCS program is, excuse me. Uh, they've already scheduled those games for August 29th. Those are already done. Now, you can see LSU scheduling their first game on August 29th. You can see Alabama scheduling BYU on, their, on August 29th. You can see all that kind of stuff, right? You can see a lot of these things that are going to change. The schedules that you have right now for college football teams are not going to happen. It's not going to look like that. We're not getting Alabama and Georgia on September 19th. We are not getting LSU and Texas in week two. I wouldn't believe. But that's the way that this is set up. We're going to have to see exactly what happens here. I think you're going to get more conference division games early on. And then you can try and fit in stuff on the back end of the schedule. I think every college football team will be lucky to get 10 games in. I think at the very least, they all want to get eight games. Everybody wants at least eight conference games. And if you started on August 29th, you have the flexibility to be able to do that, even if you've got a ton of guys that have to miss and it just runs off, right? You got a guy that gets an entire offensive line group, COVID. Well, then if you have to quarantine for two weeks, get everybody better and whatnot, you don't have to play that weekend with a bunch of scrubs. Right? So it gives you opportunities. It gives you another bye week. It gives you even more time to be able to run in there. And the same thing with the NFL. If they were to start a week early, or actually the NFL is doing it differently, they are pushing back. They can push the Super Bowl back all the way to the end of February. I mean, they've got this thing locked down. The issue with college football is you start to run into the next semester. You start to run into where you're going to have to figure out the academic side of this thing that gets a little weird. When you got professionals, obviously, you can do whatever you need to. Uh, will said, bye weeks will save the NFL schedule because if they have to, you can rotate or delay them. Exactly. Just be as flexible as possible and don't get yourself stuck to a calendar. You don't have to do that. Major League Baseball is proving it right now. Michael said, I like or I like to see that they're being sensible and not setting unrealistic goals. We just want football. I don't care who plays or when. Um or who plays who or when they play. Just give me something. That's I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I just want football in any way, shape, or form. That's all I need. Just give me football, and I will be just fine. Nuclear Skull said, Mark Lawrence playbook is blown out of the water. Still useful stats uh, versus the planned conference games, if it happens. It's the best book. Yeah. Mark Lawrence's playbook, I got that last season. Uh, we were partnering with my bookie last season, and they sent it to me, and I hadn't been able to find it this year. Uh, so if anybody, <laughs> Michael said Chris might be losing on the NFL attendance bets. Yeah, I think so. It just depends on on what area of the world you're in, right? So what what part of the United States you're in? Some are going to allow people in, some are not. Is what it is. If if anybody knows a link to the Mark Lawrence playbook, uh, send it my way because I would like to get it. it. It was really informative last year. Helped out a lot with spreads and everything else. So I was uh, I was appreciative of that. But with that said. All good things must come to an end, and today's show is at that point. It is time for me to get out of here. Tomorrow will be my last one solo. Without Chris, Thursday, he will pop back in here. Hopefully, he is uh, relaxed and rejuvenated and rested and all those wonderful things because we are going to have football, folks. I am pumped up for it. Michael said, thanks, Gary. Giggum, absolutely. Thank you to everybody that tuned in today. Massive numbers on the show. I could see it down there. Uh, A lot of new faces. Bring yourself back. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Share the show out. Tell your friends. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, you helped drive the conversation. You guys in the chat have been wonderful, and again, we cannot thank you enough for doing that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star written review over at Apple Podcasts. You guys are great. Uh, Nuclear Skull said, good show. I, uh, I subbed. Thank you. We appreciate that. So it's it's always nice to meet new people. Bring everybody in. It is uh, It's a good time winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go make sure you are subscribed at all the different places that you need to be. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, etc. Share the show out. Tell your buddies. And our college football content will be exclusive over at sportsbookreview.com and sbrpicks.com. Make sure that you go and subscribe to their YouTube channel. It is going to be a good time. We are going to have a ton of content over there. We're still going to do our NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, etc. All of our the sports will be here College football exclusively over at Sportsbook Review over with SBR. You guys have been fantastic. So take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Cures at GaryWCE, or at B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything
1: would suddenly stop.